button. Good morning and welcome to the podcast KLE and with your host Sean Smith where we are equipping you with a new mindset for a new leadership, a new generation of leaders today and leaders with a new mindset and that mindset is kingdom. It's doing it like Jesus, bringing it like Jesus, uh, imp impacting like Jesus. That's what we're called to do. We're called to do his works and greater works and many times what we don't realize is that Jesus brought the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, that's what he introduced. That's what he preached. That's what he lived. That's what he impacted people with. He came as a king, head of a kingdom, introducing the, his kingdom. And he told Pilate, it's not of this world. It's not of this realm. And, uh, so, and we are part of that kingdom. We're citizens of that kingdom, sons of that kingdom. So today, um, we are privileged again to have my friend, author, speaker, um, for, and for me, a friend for many years, uh, Paul Cooney, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Paul, thank you for being with us today again. I appreciate it. Listen, it is a great privilege. I love what you're doing. I love who you're speaking to. And uh, all I can say is praise God. Thanks for the privilege. <laughs> And uh, no, it's it's really great. I, would, I mean, it, it, actually, when I started KLE, I, I, back in my mind, which was the beginning of this uh, beginning of this year already, I was thinking to myself, I, there's one person I have to get onto an interview, and that's Paul Cooney. So, so I'm glad we we were able to touch base and finally um, get a slot in with you. So I know you're busy and you travel and all sorts of things and family re responsibilities and that. Because you're also a grandfather, aren't you? I have three wonderful granddaughters. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Granddaughters are special, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I got two granddaughters and they are special, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, Paul, we are talking all things Nehemiah, Nehemiah's leadership. Uh, and uh, last week we covered some very, very um, interesting points and uh, definitely inspiring to go back and, and read and study, meditate on uh, on the book of Nehemiah again. So uh, a, a point you covered last week, which was very interesting, a nice, uh, a nice, interesting concept, which I'd, I'd love you to dive into more today. And that was divine convergence. Give us a, give us a rundown on, on how, what that is and how it affects us as leaders today. Well, when, uh, First of all, when you when you look at when you look at uh, the book of Nehemiah and really all the books of the Bible, uh, we tend to to have a, uh, you tend to create a disconnect sometimes um, when you're reading it, and uh, these guys are not relatable. Uh, when in fact, I believe what God does when He gives us uh, the scripture is it's it's not it's not a book for theologians it's not a book for historians it's a book that god creates uh templates for us to not only live by but but to glean examples from and i think the book of nehemiah is like that um i've had as as you know i've had the privilege of traveling around a good bit and there you'll find people who uh leaders particularly um 
men and women all over the world I'm discovering who may not know much about the Bible, but they know about this man, Nehemiah, because he is this uh, great example of leadership. And um, I wrote this book, Nehemiah People. And while I was writing the book, I felt like I was sitting under a spout of revelation. And one of the first things that the Lord dropped into me was the phrase divine convergence. And from a practical standpoint, uh, every one of your listeners are going to have moments of divine convergence in their life. And they're, they're, they usually come packaged uh, in a very small way, but they will impact the rest of your life. And it's, it, it happened to Nehemiah. It has happened to me. I know it's happened to you. And it will happen to, to particularly to younger leaders. And you, ha you, you have to recognize these moments. Another way to refer to this is perhaps a, a prophetic moment or a prophetic thing that will happen. I, I've, had, I've had probably four or five of these things in my life and, um, that, have, that looking back on it, if I had not made the right decision, my life would have turned out differently. Mm. Uh, they're, they're very, it, it looks like a very small thing. And in Nehemiah's case, uh, his moment of divine convergence was in the first chapter when he, uh, he heard about Jerusalem, which was a place that he had never been to. He lived in a city called Susa, which was 900 miles away. So it was this moment of divine convergence. Now, to, to understand what divine convergence is. In, the, in, in our lives, there, there will be a crisis. Understand that there is no crisis known to man, past, present, or future, that God did not have solutions for. Yes. Who does he implement his solutions with? He needs it with people. Hmm. And he uses leaders. Sometimes those leaders don't know that they're the leaders that are going to implement God's solutions. But these moments of divine convergence, there's, there are three characteristics of them. Uh, there will be a, a crisis or a, or a need that, that exists. And then the second thing is there will be, this is just a bit of a review of last week, then there's a God's desire to bring his solutions to that crisis. Uh, in Nehemiah's case, it was a city without walls. Jerusalem had been uh, without walls for almost 140 years. Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed the city. Uh, the people were taken away captive and Nehemiah was part of that captivity. And then the third thing that, that's a very important element is the, the man or a woman that God chooses to bring to implement his solutions. So you have those three things that are, that are always at work. So just a couple of, couple of points about that. Okay, so just to unpack it a little bit. Um, 
in in Nehemiah's case, and typically in the case of all leaders, and I'm 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 just sort of giving some giving a little bit of definition <coughs> to this. There there will always be the positioning of God. Yes. So so you may find yourself um, in a an unfulfilling routine thing, knowing in your heart that there is more. And it's very important for for kingdom leaders to not make their own decisions about their lives. Mm. You know, here's this guy, if you think of Nehemiah, here's this guy, Nehemiah. He comes out of his mother's womb. He is born to be a wall builder. And he, where is he? He is tasting the wine and overseeing the preparation of the food. He's living in a, a life of routine, uh, knowing that there's something more that God has for him. Many times, uh, the promotions of God will come out of routines. And once those promotions come, you see the positioning of God. So one important element of divine convergence for leaders is that God many times will position us. And whether we're comfortable or whether we're not comfortable, it's we don't live our lives and make decisions about our careers and our futures based on uh, our comfort level. If, if you are going to be a kingdom leader, then you have to be a Romans 814 leader. Those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Amen. God is the one who leads us. Yes. And, and many times this positioning is a, is, is a key element to God bringing his solutions. So, and you have any comments? Uh, no, 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 it's good. It's good. I love that, uh, that, uh, um, uh, you know, I I think that is that, that's actually uh, yeah was it yesterday yesterday or the day before yesterday I posted into the Facebook group Kingdom Leaders Equipping, but that Stephen Covey said you know it's uh, leadership is not a title or a position or anything like that and and um, it's not a a you know um, it's not about power but it's it's leadership is a choice that you make but I think sometimes leadership chooses you. I think the, exactly. the, the times, a, a crisis, uh, you know, um, a project, it could be, you know, like a charitable project. It could be uh, just something that, that moves you and you just, you say, you know what, I have to do something about this. It's not, I don't think necessarily, and I don't, I don't actually think at all that we say, well, I'm going to be a leader in this. I think it's just like, I, you know, there's something in me that God has birthed in me, a gift of strength and ability that says, I have to do something about this situation. And the, it's like that convergence of, of who God's created you to be with, with, with all the stuff that he's created you with fits that, that situation right there and right then. Is that right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh somebody told me, uh, you know, particularly after i after I wrote Nehemiah people, um, a guy downloaded, um, 
downloaded the Kindle version from Amazon. And he was, a, I didn't know who he was, but he was in Brazil. He read Nehemiah People. Uh, he's a Brazilian, read yeah. Nehemiah People. And he sent me uh, an offering. And, and I'd never, you know, I'd never had anything quite like that. So I, 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 I got his email address and I said, you know, thank you very much. But uh, why, you know, why did you do that? And he said, it was a prophetic act. Wow. Okay. Floored me. And so the next, I, I had no idea who this man was. Well, he happens to be one of the leaders of a national organization that is having a tremendous prophetic impact uh, in the nation of Brazil. And because of that, I have, God has put me on a platform for the last, a national level platform in Brazil. And it came, it came because he, he downloaded that Kindle version. Yes. So there, the couple of, a couple of other points, and this is how you identify these moments in your own life. Uh, a divine convergence is a, it's a tipping point. It'll be like a tipping point in your life. It'll come in a small package, but it's, it is a very critical point in your life. And, and it's important to identify that. And it, it, another, another point about that, that these are requirements that we have to respond to these divine convergent moments, to really respond to God's desire to use us, is it requires a decisive action. It requires a decision. You cannot, you cannot not make a decision because if you don't make a decision, you're making a decision. Yes. You, you have to make a decision. You're going to, you know, this is the voice of God. You, you, you either obey and say, I want to be the ambassador of Christ in, in this particular area, or I don't want to. And then if you decide incorrectly, you're always going to look back at that moment at, with regret. Yeah. Be, because there are, there are converging elements that require a decision at a point in time. You can't postpone them. It requires a decisive action or a, de a decision to obey. And, and the third thing is, the, the fourth point is responsibility. Uh, we are responsible to carry out, once you accept that, uh, that divine convergent, just like Nehemiah did, he, he was responsible for the people of Jerusalem and for rebuilding the walls of that city. The moment he said, God, I'm going to take this time, he made the decision. Yeah. And then number five is the plan. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week. I think, I think this is, you raised the key point here. Uh, first of all, when you decide when you take decisive action and when you accept responsibility for what God wants to do, then God will begin to give you his plans. He will not give you his plans until you make the decision. Yes. Okay. Hmm. 
and one of the things that you raised was a really important point. And um, that is when, when God brings these things to you, they're always going to be much bigger than you. They're going to, they're going to push you beyond your comfort zone. Yeah. When you, when you have these divine convergent moments, it will always push you beyond your comfort zone. And you'll always say, God, I'm too small for this. This is way beyond my resume. This is way beyond my abilities. And somebody gave me some really good advice. And if, if you don't hear anything I'm saying, listen to this. He said, he said, Paul, you have to accept God's choices for leadership, even if his choice is you. Yes. So it, it's not about your skill set. It's not about your ability. It's about your character and the anointing of God. Mm. And that's what brings about his solutions for kingdom leaders. Yeah. Well, it's nearly like he, he, you know, I, I personally believe that everybody is born with the DNA to step into an assignment, a leadership, and that's what makes you a leader. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's that for many years in ministry, I, we, we had this idea, because that's what we were told, this Chinese proverb that he who walks with, with nobody following thinks he's a leader, you know, and, um, and so you're always striving, pushing to try and, and see how many followers you can get to prove you some kind of leader or to prove how, how, um, how much veracity of leadership you do have. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that picking up that assignment really is what makes you a leader and God equips you with that. And it seems like when you say that, yes, it releases that grace, that anointing, that, that, uh, that something in your life that actually is his supernatural equipping to do what you call to do. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at, you go back to the, to Nehemiah. Um, what I, uh, what I find interesting is uh, again, a, a man with, with no construction experience whatsoever. <laughs> Okay, and he stands before the king. There, this is another important element to remember. First of all, he accepts the assignment. He went through, he made the decision, he accepted responsibility. He understood this was a tipping point in his life. And this was, first of all, Jerusalem was 900 miles away. And there, there were no uh, highways. And uh, it was a very dangerous journey. So, and, and then he goes to a city that uh, he didn't know anyone. So he stands before the king, and this is in chapter two. He stands before the king, and the king, the king this is a really critical point. The king says to him, what's wrong? And Nehemiah says, well, you know, I, I, you expect me, uh, this is the Paul Cuny rendition. <laughs> he says, you expect me to be happy when my people, the Jews in, in, my, in the holy city of Jerusalem are in, are in uh, you know, being oppressed and, 
and slaughtered. And the king says, well, what do you need for your journey? And, and during the four months from the time that he, he did not ask the king, he did not go to the king and say, king, I need, I need your cooperation here. He did not ask the king. There some, here's some other key points about this. The king invited him. And there, there is a principle here. Uh, I refer to it in Nehemiah people as the principle of invitation. And you, you will find as a leader that, that you, will, you will go higher and do greater if you allow the Lord to use people of influence to invite you into your next season of life. Yes. Into the promotion. If, you, if you're going around advertising yourself as, as the greatest, uh, you may have some doors open, but God is the one that opens the doors and the timing is, will be perfect. Not only did the king say, okay, you're going to be my new governor for Judah. Not only did he say that, but he said, give me a list of all the materials you need to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem Tell me how long you're going to be gone, and I will give you a letter of authorization. You're my man in Judah. This. So in one minute, he goes from wine taster with all the provisions that he needs. And God will always, he'll always, when you wait for the invitation, God will always bring the provision that is necessary yes. to do the job. I believe that. I believe that that is good. That is good. Uh, you know, it's, it's um, I'm just going to take it down to a basic principle again. It's, oh, that's Stephen Covey said in the post, he said, you know, is a leader, the, the question is, is a leader born or, or does, or are you born a leader or do you become a leader? And he said, that's not, that's a, that's a dichotomy question. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that you are born a leader or that you become a leader. It's that you choose leadership. And I think what, what I'm hearing is, and, and that's what we do know is that you choose that, that obedience to that call or to, to that assignment and that sets you apart, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you step into the full realm of that straight away. You don't see it all. You don't have it all. But as you um, obey God, you, God begins to grow you on the inside for what you've got to do on the outside. That's exactly right. Uh, that, that is, uh, to put it in a construction terminology, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and, and, you know, so... I... I think they're, you know, you're, I think we are, uh, I think we are, we're not talking about people who are just born with leadership qualities. It's the anointing of God that only comes on men and women of character. Yes. That separates us in these last days and, and enables us to do remarkable things. 
um, you know, uh, like Nehemiah, it is, it is, you know, you can, you can, if you, if you are born as a leader and you watch children play, uh, my son is, is a, is just an incredible leader. And I remember, you know, my wife and I talk about this when he was a, a little boy. I mean, he was the one that was organizing. Well, I was watching him and I'd think, man, look at this little guy. You know, he, he, would, he would organize the, the kids, you know, he would be, and, and it was always, you know, in a, in a quiet way. It wasn't because he had the biggest mouth or he was the strongest one. He was, he just had that, you know, that anointing on him. Mm. And, um, um, but the, there, you can bring solutions as a leader, but you bring much bigger solutions as a leader who carries the anointing of God. Yes. How do you, how do you get the anointing of God? It's, it's being men and women that God can trust. Yeah. You know, you can, you, you trust, you're, you're trustworthy in, in the private places of life, the places where nobody sees if you're a businessman or a businesswoman, um, and you're, you're, you own a business and you're responsible for a business. Well, you know, paying your taxes, uh, it, these, these are simple, practical things. That's the way you treat your employees, uh, the way you treat your clients. The, if you're a government leader, it's, it's, you know, the responsibilities that you have as a servant, you know, to, to serve the people that you're, um, that you're supposed to lead uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that uh, glorifies God. You know, yes. we, do we live a life? Uh, both publicly and privately, that uh, God can say, you know, I really can trust this guy or this this woman. I can trust them with the holy things of God, with my, with my anointing to to bring about change. Because you know, the, the we're we're in a world that doesn't, uh, in most nations, doesn't embrace uh, publicly um the the principles of christ so whether you like it or not uh as a as a kingdom leader uh, you're also a countercultural leader because christianity is countercultural that's right anyway that's my take on it yeah well the kingdom of god is is it's <laughs> You know, every every kingdom or every nation, if you may, but every kingdom, based on its values, its behaviors, and 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 it's typically set by whoever's governing the the nation um, sets the culture. But the people make up the culture because of the the policies, the procedures, the 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 values, the behavior, the you know what they value, etc. Um, and so the king sets the culture of the kingdom, and so. And I think that, you know, that's what I'm beginning to understand that makes the difference between being a citizen of the kingdom and just being, you know, an, a nominal Christian is that because we're citizens and sons of the kingdom, we actually live and and move in a different culture, which, like you're saying, is countercultural uh, to the to the world is that we we're moving in this in a, in 
And that's, that's the whole point of the kingdom mindset is because until we get the right mindset, we, we still trying to live as a citizen of the kingdom, but with, 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 um, with different cultures values and it doesn't work. <laughs> so, no. so we've, we've got to get our mindset or, and that's why Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is that and change your thinking um, because the kingdom is here. And we, so we've got to get into that. And that's the kingdom is totally con- countercultural to, to what, what we see around us. Yeah. The, I have a, a really good friend, um, and I call him the master of one-liners. He is a, he owns a manufacturing firm in, uh, in Ohio and uh, uh, just, I mean, I could, I, I could sit and just take notes on this. He's one of these guys that just walks in the wisdom of God, but, but he is a, a real kingdom leader and uh, has been in o- over 70 nations. Uh, this guy is, he's a serious ambassador for Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, and he made, he made a statement, another statement, uh, one day we were talking, and he said, he said, uh, the, the uh, let me think of how he put that. He said, um, the, the greatest, the, the greatest, he said, the one thing that is lacking in the marketplace today around the world is the understanding of the authority that we carry as citizens of the kingdom. That's it. You know, I, I, uh, and I, and I'm guilty, <laughs> um, but that, that really, um, you know, religious leaders, pastors, your pastors and apostles and prophets, they may have a, a, a more of a keen sense of the authority that we carry as citizens of the kingdom. Mm. Um, but but it seems to be there seems to be a real void, particularly in the marketplace. Um, I um, I was in Brazil. Now this is this is an illustration of the authority that we carry that that is so oftentimes untapped. Uh, and and in order to in order to effectively uh, carry out your responsibilities as a kingdom leader. You've got to understand the authority that God has given to you. Um, I had this glaring example of it. Um, it in June last year, June, I was um, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I was speaking at uh, a national congress, and. <clears throat> There were between five and six thousand people in the auditorium when I was speaking, and I, I, as I always do, I was I was in my hotel room and I was really seeking God, and I'm saying because I didn't have a clear message, and I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, what 
what is it you want me to say? I'm supposed to speak in two hours. What is it you want me to say? And that is a wise thing for anybody who is going to represent the King of Kings Thought. to ask yes. is, what, what do you have in mind, Lord? And, um, and this is what the Lord said to me. Uh, he said, I want you to make prophetic declarations over the, this is about authority. Okay, he said, I want you to make prophetic declarations over the economy, over the government, over the political system, um, and over the commercial systems of Brazil. And I've made prophetic declarations, most of us have, um, you know, I, so that I said, okay, that's fine. He said, but I want you to lead the people and I want them to make the declarations. Mm. So now I, I have done that some, but doing it through in another language, I don't speak Portuguese, doing it through an interpreter was a little cumbersome. And so I said, okay, so this was June of last year. So I, I stood up and I, this is what I said, and this is true for all of us. Uh, we, we carry dual citizenship. Now you may be, if you're listening, you may be citizens of a particular nation. You have, as, as that citizen, you have certain rights, you have responsibilities, but you also carry citizenship in the kingdom of God. If you're, if you're born again, and you're, you're a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's the Lord of your life, then you actually have dual citizenship. And the authority that you carry as a citizen of the kingdom is far greater than the authority that you carry in whatever nation you're a citizen in. And so I, I spoke to them like this. And so they, I said, no, we're going to do this together. I'm going to lead you in these prophetic declarations and we're going to speak to these elements and so i it sort of went on like this i said okay economy of brazil we command you in the name of jesus to line up with the purposes of god and we we sort of they repeated and we sort of went through that in december of last year this is about authority in December of last year, to my utter amazement, I got an email from one of my spiritual sons who happens to be uh, a, a macroeconomist of some note in Europe. Um, he said, you know, I saw, your, I saw your prophetic declarations. This is how macroeconomists think. He said, I saw your prophetic declarations in June in Sao Paulo, Brazil on YouTube. And he said, I decided to track the economy of Brazil from the day you spoke those, you led the people in speaking those prophetic declarations. He said, do you realize the economy of Brazil from that day till the end of December grew 20%? Well, okay, this is not a me story. I, I was as shocked as anybody else mm. at that. But, but I did obey. This is what our citizenship in the kingdom of God 
can bring about. And this is the issue of authority that, that we carry as kingdom leaders, as representatives of Christ on earth. This is not a small thing. No, exactly right. And I think that's what we, we totally under, undervalue because simply because we, we <clears throat> this is like obviously my passion, but, you know, is that we always deferring nearly like the people of Israel. They, you know, God said, come to the mountain and speak to me. And they're going, ah, it sounds, it sounds too rough for us. Moses, you go speak on our behalf. And, and people are still trying to do that or, or are still doing that who are kingdom citizens. Actually, they're deferring their rights to somebody that they think is like more, got more approval, more acceptance, right. more, you know, anointing or whatever the story is. And, and so they're not standing in their own. I mean, you, you know, we, we are in a crucial converging times right now uh, globally is things are changing at a phenomenal rate. Um, we're seeing nations, governments, you know, agendas being played out. It's just, it's a, just an incredible time of, of change nearly being forced um, upon us. And this is the time that a generation needs to rise up who, who actually do believe and, and do defer to the fact that they are the citizens they are the ones that carry the anointing, the authority, the, the power. The, because Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I give you power and authority. Two yes. words, dunomeo, which is power, which means the ability for supernatural things. And then he said, I give you authority, exousia, which is the right to do that. And so it, it's like we, we, in Africa, I know, you know, the guys are always praying for more power. And, and I come and I go, you don't need more power. You need, more, you, you need to understand your authority because if you understand your authority, the power is not the issue. You've got that. The Holy Ghost is in you. What you've yeah. got to do is you've got to believe in your right to exercise might. <laughs> that's that's yeah, really that's and, very good. And so when you step into your leadership, into this, into this problem, I mean, that's what you did is like as a representative of the kingdom of God, you heard from your father uh, and you represented that, and authority comes. Well, not authority. The authority was there. You just needed to step into because right. you you understood what he was saying to you. And I think powerful point. It's something that I I really really you know I try and emphasize into people's lives because that is the mindset that we got to, we got the paradigm we have to change. Yeah, and uh, you know I uh, on, on a much. I mean, I was as surprised as, as I'm sure some of your listeners are, but, but this is the authority that we carry. Exactly. And, and you, you can apply that, um, for example, in business meetings I, I, on a much smaller scale. I remember when I first started um, to understand that uh, there there was authority that I had just because of my citizenship and my relationship with Jesus. Um, I have uh, I'm potentially uh, um, really challenging, uh, contentious business meetings 
I would uh, take authority, and these are the things that you can do. You, you take authority over spirits of contention and over, <clears throat> you know, uh, false accusations and things of that nature. You take authority over those things and, and you command, you declare that, that the meetings will not be contentious, that they will be peaceful and that God will be honored. And uh, um, I mean, I had a meeting with investors uh, the first time that I did this many years ago. And, um, and, and I knew that the meeting was going to be contentious and I just took authority over those things. And, and I declared that it would be peaceful and it was peaceful and everything happened exactly the way I prayed it. I mean, you don't have to be as a leader. You're not a, you're not a victim of circumstances. You're creating the atmosphere to create the circumstances. Yes, exactly right. Oh, that's powerful. So, I mean, that, that, that is our takeaway today. I mean, Nehemiah, in a sense, if, if, if I can just sort of summarize, but Nehemiah, in a sense, had no, no authority except for the, the, the routine that he had to fulfill, the, 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 the task he had to fulfill before the king. But suddenly this moment comes when uh, the news comes back from Jerusalem and from Judah and it's like by divine invitation, the king, in, the king invites him to do this, to take up this, this um, to be the solution to this problem and gives him everything that he needs. And he operates, he then takes letters from the king stating that he has authority right. to do what he has to do. And that's and a, key, a key element here is, yeah. is understanding that authority you don't assume authority yes it's it's delegated to you that's right good excellent excellent point i think that that sort of is the summary of it right there it was given to him he didn't assume it he, if he had just run off and done it it would have been meant nothing but the fact is that the, the king sent him with that authority and uh, and therefore he could now complete the assignment that he he was um, given to do, and that gave him the confidence and the boldness, didn't it, to to actually go out and do it, um, regardless of the enemies that that were against him. Well, the key the key element for Nehemiah and the key element for all kingdom leaders is that when the authority is delegated to you, it's going to be. In Nehemiah's case, this was the king of the most powerful nation on earth yes. at the time. It was the, he was the king. Wow. And when the king said, this is my man, and he gives him a letter of uh, denoting that, that he had made him the, the governor of Judah, um, <laughs> nobody wanted to mess with him. Exactly. You know, they didn't like what he was doing, but, yeah. um, you know, that, that was, uh, that those are key elements. And those are the things that when, <clears throat> when God uses people of influence to, to put you in a position, uh, to exercise or to implement, uh, the will of God in yes. a, in a given situation, uh, there are some other things we can talk about the next time, but, yes. um, 
you know, when, when you're put in that position, you're, you're able to exercise uh, this unusual authority. Yes. Awesome. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I thought to myself next week, um, let's talk about opposition in leadership, because if you come in countercultural, there's going to be opposition. Uh, you know, what do we face? How do we face it? And, and, um, and uh, you know, what does that mean to us as kingdom leaders? So let's pick that up next week, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Paul, thank you. That was, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's not just things new, but it's things to be reminded of that we need to uh, get settled in our hearts and minds and, and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm, you know, in, 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 um, in my, when I'm mentoring leaders, I'm always looking for the gap, the gap between where they want to be and where they are and, uh, and building the strategy between the two. And so uh, it's like nearly like being reminded of these principles and you're going, okay, I'm measuring myself to where I am now, where I need to be for, for what God's called me to do. And then, you know, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to put in place to actually close that gap so that I start walking in the full potential and the full capacity of what God's called me to do. Mm. So um, powerful, powerful stuff. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's awesome. Paul, we uh, will uh, leave it at this point right now, and then we'll pick that up um, next week. I just want to say to our listeners, um, please, if, if, you, uh, if you want to know more about um, what Paul's speaking about, um, Paul, the, the title of the book is? Nehemiah People. Nehemiah People. Nehemiah. And that's available on Amazon.com. Yeah. Under Paul Cooney, that's uh, Paul, P-A-U-L, Cooney, C-U-N-Y. Um, he is on Amazon.com. You can search it. And uh, it's on Kindle and on physical book, isn't it? Yes. Okay, cool. And so you can get that book. Um, I would suggest download the Kindle wherever you are. Um, get it, read it, study it, get your Bible out, um, go through these points, listen to these podcasts. And uh, please share um, th this message far and wide as, with your friends, because I think this is going to be something that can really make a difference in their lives. Uh, it's transformational principles. Yeah, don't miss the principles that, that Paul is sharing here that are absolutely vital. Um, in this time, I think more, Paul, I, I, you know, I think it's timing actually, because I think, I think more than ever, uh, what, you're, what you're talking about now is, um, is so, so vital. I mean, it's always vital, but, but I think in the time and the age we're living in right now, it's so very important. It's, it's really powerful. So I really want to encourage you, if you're listening in, uh, please um, get Paul's book, share it out the, sh share the, um, this podcast teaching with others. And um, if you have any questions, please pop the questions over to me uh, on my email. Uh, that's at uh, seanmentor um, at gmail.com. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R at gmail.com. And we'd love to have your questions or comments. I'll pass them on to Paul and, uh, and maybe we can um, cover it on, on, one of the, on one of the episodes. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless you. And you are the kingdom leader today.